The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie De La Tour, and this week we have a story from writer, performer, actor, storyteller, educator, activist, revolutionary kink expert, and more, Milena Williams-Haas. You know that tired, exhausted place you get to when you're so excited and you're working so hard on something? I am exhausted. I am working so hard on this week's show, and I'm nervous. I haven't been in large crowds yet in 2022. And when I did shows in 2021, they were outdoor shows. So yeah, I'm feeling feeling a little nervous about that. But I'm so excited to see Milena Williams-Haas and Reed Mahalko and Sarah Newsom and Ryan Vermouth and Jefferson Berge and the winners of Best of Body. We're all going to be together creating a show. When I was a little kid, I used to have these fantasies about putting shows together. I don't know why, but I loved coming together, the whole theater experience. Why didn't I go into theater? I don't know. But it was only after I'd been doing this show for quite a while that I realized the sense of camaraderie that happens when you create a show with other people. Each person has their part, they know what it is, and together they make something brand new, something that is so much bigger than all the parts separately. And we're gonna be doing that this weekend. We're gonna be back at the Verdi Club for the first time in over two years. And I have to tell you, I am working on the most epic costume to host my 15 year anniversary. I am not a costume maker, but I have some incredibly talented friends. My friend Donia, who I've known since the early days of Kinky Salon, was always the person who walked in with these amazing costumes that were so creative and outrageous and clever. And she makes special costumes for me for special occasions, like a birthday show or an anniversary show. And she has really outdone herself this time. You can get tickets to the live stream, don't forget. So wherever you are, you can still be part of the show and you can see you are not gonna get a peek at it until I walk out to start the show. Probably gonna change clothes as I say hi to people in the audience and then go change into this huge outrageous outfit. So join us on the live stream if you can. There are seats left for particularly the second show. That always happens because nobody can stay up till 10 p.m. anymore. Is that what's happening? I can do it. I would imagine you can do it. Um, (laughs) 7 p.m. is selling really fast and I expect it's probably going to sell out. But that's the great thing about the live stream. 
you can be there regardless. This is going to be my first time doing a fully vaccinated and boosted, masked, all of those things shows. I'm learning so much. I never thought that this would be something I'd need to know as an event producer. But luckily, I have other organizers who are advising me. I have people who've done it before who want to help. And that makes me feel so much more confident about what I'm putting together for this week. I'm sure I'll do something wrong. I mean, we all do. But the glow that you get at the end of the night when it's all over, I will tell you, even more than the show day, my favorite day is the day after the show. Because it's kind of like you ran a marathon, like you did a job interview perfectly. It's this experience of hundreds of people telling you that they missed you and they love you and they're so glad you're back. And I know a little bit of what it's gonna be like, but each show is different. I can't wait to see what happens. So join us on the live stream, please, or be there in person. I'd love to be up on stage looking down, see your face and go, hey, it's you, because I haven't seen you in quite a while. I recently got a Helix mattress and I have never slept better. My house has been undergoing some big changes and I really needed a new mattress. I learned about Helix Sleep. They have this quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everybody's sleep style is unique and Helix knows that, so they make it easy to figure out the right mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses, mattresses for cooling you down if you sleep hot, mattresses great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains and more. So I took the Helix quiz and I was matched with the Helix Plus for plus size sleepers. It is really tough to get out of bed now because my Helix mattress is unbelievably comfortable. It is a huge upgrade over my old mattress. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick from GQ and Wired Magazine, and the mattress comes right to your door shipped for free. They have over 12,000 five-star reviews. They have a 10-year warranty and you can try it out for 100 days risk-free. They'll even pick it up from you if you don't love it, but I'm pretty sure you will. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. So try it out. Just go to helixsleep.com Dixie, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And did you know that Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners of the Body Storytelling Podcast? Just go to helixsleep.com slash D-I-X-I-E. Helix gets my highest recommendation. So go to helixsleep.com slash Dixie right now for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Going into a sex shop can be overwhelming if your city even has a sex shop. And once you're there, you can spend hours browsing the shelves only to come home and realize you forgot unnecessary ingredient for your romantic night. What's way easier? Like a Kitten will ship you a gift box with all your erotic essentials from vibrators and massage oils to robes and handcuffs. It's your one-stop shop for a perfect evening. This month, they're helping you choose your own adventure with their BYOB box, AKA build your own box. You get to choose one item out of each of their six categories. 
toys, beauty products, lubes and cleansers, games, sexy accessories, and lingerie. Within each category, you have eight or more products you can choose from, so you can build an experience that's customized to your specific desires. I really love it when my Like a Kitten box comes in the mail. The packaging is top-notch, and this time, I got a baby heart-shaped pink vibrator, a dual arousal cock ring, a robe, restraints, and their high-on-love dark chocolate body paint. And Like a Kitten is offering Body Storytelling's listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash Dixie or enter code D-I-X-I-E at checkout. Like a Kitten's mission is to help women own their power in all areas of life. A portion of all sales goes to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health. So you can feel good about feeling good. Act now to surprise your partner with Like a Kitten's Build Your Own Box. Just go to likeakitten.com slash Dixie or use the code D-I-X-I-E to get 20% off. There's a link in this episode's show notes too. Well, in addition to this weekend's 15th anniversary show, which is very time consuming, I'm happy to say that I've been staying up late nights going through the archives looking for stories from Body's history. And I recently came across this one from Milena Williams-Haas, who is going to be on stage for us on Saturday, February 26th for our 15-year anniversary. Milena discovered personal narrative storytelling on the body stage. I invited her to come tell a story from back in the days when we used to be in a tiny art gallery, way, way back in our history. The story that I came across recently is from when Milena and her partner Georg first got together. Now, Milena lived in San Francisco for many, many years, and we were friends when she lived here, and then she moved off to New York to have new adventures and had a really epic love story evolve. She's talked about it so many times on our stage. There is a documentary called The Artist and the Pervert about Milena and Georg's story, and body storytelling is featured in that documentary. And I'm somehow lucky enough that Milena will get on a plane and come and tell a story at Body when we have our big anniversary shows. She'll be back on stage this week. So here's a story from our seventh anniversary show where Milena flew in. If it sounds like the intro is abbreviated, we played intro music. We don't have music licensing for it for this recording, so it's going to be abbreviated. But Melina talks about that too when she gets on stage. It's such a wonderful memory thinking about the standing ovation she got as she came in and made this huge entrance from the back of this enormous hall and got on stage and, and talked about love and helping someone heal from the damage that has occurred to them in their life prior to that relationship. Trigger warning, there is a brief mention of abuse. Nobody goes into details, but just know that that's going to happen. So let me tell you a little bit about Milena Williams-Haas. Milena is a writer, performer, actor, muse, storyteller, educator, activist, and revolutionary kink expert. You can join her for true stories, more true stories, and real advice blended with a mocktail, because she is sober, of frothy fun and serious shite on her new podcast, which is called All That and Mo. Mo is one of my favorite storytellers on the planet. 
And I'm so excited that this story is on the podcast this week, just in time for me to see her in person. This story is Milena Williams Haas. All right, we're done with that. Now I'm out of breath because I'm fat and happy. <laughs> so for those of you who either were here, who was here last year? Or who watched it on TV, because Body's so fantastic, and because Dixie's so amazing. Can we have another round for Dixie? Because I have a lot of training as an actor, and I didn't realize that I could just get up and talk spontaneously, and people would clap. I was always rehearsing and shit. And I was like, this is even better. So, I'm a slave. This is not like Harriet Tubman slavery. Just so you know, I'm not like following the drinking gourd or anything. And if you don't know what that means, shame on you white people. So I've been a pervert for a while, and long story short, I spent maybe 18 years looking for just the right owner. Because finding someone who you can serve and love and also respect, and who will respect you after you have agreed to be their object, their toy, their property, is not always very easy. And interestingly enough, about a year and a few months ago, I gave up. I was in the shower and I had a conversation with my higher power, and I said, you know, I'm done. I've been looking for so long, and I'm tired. And I was about to rearrange my life, and I got on OkCupid one day. <laughs> and you can go now and go back to uh, last year's story and read that part. So I met a lovely, perverted Austrian composer. He's here tonight. And for those of you who follow me on Facebook, you're familiar with Herr Meister and his endearing and fabulous first steps as a new member of society in America. And I'm going to pause, just stop timing my story. This is a sidebar. The reason I had to play happy is because he's a composer of like contemporary music, which is challenging for most people. And he doesn't listen to pop music at all. We have a quiet house. And we were going on a road trip, and I had rented this Volkswagen, and I synced up my phone with the car so I could make hands-free calls. And I was listening to Pharrell, and I'm like, yes, it's great. I was picking up my owner, and I said, let me turn it off, because he doesn't want to hear it. And he gets in the car, hello, darling, hello, sir. We drive off, like 10 minutes later, boop, 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 boop. It might seem crazy. And he's like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, sorry. I turned it off. We get on the west side highway. We're driving towards the island. Boop, 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 boop. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I didn't do it with my mind, sir. <laughs> I'm stopping. So this happened four more times in the next hour. And at this point, he thinks I'm like somehow psychically torturing him with the same fucking song. And I'm like, look, this is a German car. You are Austrian. Clearly this car is just gonna annex your brain for the next two hours. 
Someone's butt paid the price for that. But I digress. So one of the things that he said to me when we first started seeing each other is that he had all these amazing, lurid, perverted, dark, terrible fantasies that he'd wanted to explore since he was a very, very young man. And I was like, sir, I will do my best to make these happen. And he says, yes, I will be fucked up the ass by a man. Okay, sure. Now, see, here's the thing. I, as an American, have a free and easy approach to, I want to do a thing. I'm like, at some point, is like what I always add on. Austrians are not about at some point. When they're like, I want to do a thing, years have already passed by the time they actually say something to you. So by the time they have said something, it's like, why haven't you made this happen already? And I'm starting to freak out, because first of all, this is the owner I love and cherish with my heart, and I'm committed to making every dream he has come true, because he treats me like gold, like a princess, like the most fantastic creature on the planet. And every time I look at him, I feel that love, and I'm like, I can't just give your ass to any guy. It's gotta be good. So we hadn't had the opportunity, I'm not sure what to do, and we were having a discussion about ass fucking, and one of the reasons that he really was interested in pursuing this was because he'd had in his past some very unfortunate non-consensual encounters. And I know that for a lot of people who practice kink and BDSM, there's this assumption that we do it because we're fucked up. But what people don't understand is that sometimes the things that can fuck us up, we can heal by taking charge and turning them around. And so I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool to find a way for him to heal from his past trauma in a way that would be nurturing and loving. And I kept thinking, who could I possibly trust to fuck my owner up the ass? <laughs> so I said to him one day, sir, um, does it have to be a cisgendered male person? Because I've never done this before, but I could fuck you up the ass. He said, you will do it. <laughs> and it just so happens I know some people. <laughs> and I did some research, and I had tried on a strap-on harness before for like a photo shoot, like you know. But I had never actually, I'd never actually run a harness. So I was like, when I tried it on for the photo shoot, it was the straps, it was weird, it was chafing. And a lovely friend of mine at the Pleasure Chest in New York was like, gaze upon this. There's a harness, and someone can probably shout the name. This just looks like rugged panties. Do you know this? One person. Spare parts, spare parts harness. If you are shy or weird about getting a strap on, buy this, what? Hunter's Point. Hunter's Point? Hunter's Point has strap-ons? I'm sure they, I don't know why he's yelling about Hunter's Point. Maybe that's a secret strap-on haven, you know. So the, I didn't know, I lived here for 15 years, I had no idea that all the ass-fucking was going on in Hunter's Point. So I bought the spare parts harness and I got a beautiful red pair. And it's great because it comes with a little uh, hole 
right at the crotchal area. And it allows you to slip in the dildo and, and you can have the base right against your cunt and that's really great. And I'm going online, I'm looking for tips and I'm thinking this can't be that difficult, I'm gonna do this and this is great. And he's getting really excited and he's talking about it a lot. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, no pressure, but here is not just the man I love, but my dominant. And how many people here identify as submissive or bottoms? How many people here who identify as submissive or bottom associate fucking someone up the ass with dominance? Yeah. So I had, and it was fascinating, submissive people saying to me, I could never fuck my owner up the ass. And I'm like, even if they ordered you, you're not a very good slave. Because here's the thing, dominance and submission is about intention. Pick, dig, if you will, the picture of two people sitting across a table from each other and one person is cutting up the other person's food and feeding it to them bite by bite. Who's the dominant? Mm-hmm. It could be a dominant act to portion out someone else's food and give it to them morsel by morsel. Or it could be a submissive act a service act. Ass fucking is in the eye of the beholder, my friends. <laughs> so I picked out a dildo with my friend's help. I said, well, he hasn't been fucked up the ass much, but, you know, I want to have something that he's going to know is there. And so I picked out a lovely purple dildo in honor of Gina and Blythe, apparently. <laughs> and got it back home, and you know, I'm like, okay, so what I need? I need lubes, I need glove, I need a towel, you need to clean your ass, sir. So, you know, <laughs> of course, we're like, the ass cleaning is happening, and I'm not the most germ-phobic person in the world, but I'm not the least. So now I have a stack of gloves. I have gloves and I have gloves under the gloves so I can take off the first pair of gloves with the second pair of gloves and a third pair so I can pull off the glove into the second one and then throw the whole ball into the garbage. <laughs> I am fucking ready, right? And he is so, I mean, he's just, and his little butt cheeks are like there in front of me and he's like, where shall I go? I'm like, I hadn't considered what position to do this in. So I'm like, where have I been when I've been fucked up the ass? Okay, well, so you're trying to get on the bed and I'm trying to figure out height and leverage and this thing and I'm just like, okay. So we finally get to a point where he's bent over the bed and I'm rubbing his butt and I take a finger full of lube and I tentatively start to poke it in and I say, is it okay, sir? And he said, oh yes, it is fine. He thought this was, there was no more ass in the show, but it's all ass from here out. <laughs> so I get two fingers in and I feel, you know, cause I know that there's the outer ring of intensely clenching muscles and then sort of that second kind of vestibule where you, you know, take off your shoes. <laughs> and get ready to go all the way in, right? So he's kind of, you know, he's a little tense, but he's, he trusts me. And I realize at that point that I'm terrified 
Because here is someone who not only that I love and, and respect and serve in a way that I have never experienced with anyone before, but here is also someone who is a survivor of abuse. And I'm afraid that perhaps maybe there could be a repercussion, a flashback, something that would cause him stress and pain in this moment where all I want is for him to feel as safe as possible. And so I focus all of my energy into being as calm as I can and I put my arms around him and lay across his back and take the dildo and sort of try to nudge it into his butthole. And this is the point where I start to have respect for anyone who's ever wielded a dildo successfully because that shit is hard. If you've been fucked by someone with a strap on, understand that shit is hard, people. It is not easy. So I'm there. And I get to the point where like the tip is just starting to go in and I feel him clenching up and relaxing just a little bit. And I'm like, okay. Got the first, the first head of the, we're in the vestibule, here we go. Ready to go. And I push it in a little bit more and I realize the fabulous anatomical feature that is my belly is now kind of squished between myself and his butt. And I'm like, I can't, I don't have enough dick to make this work. And this is the point where you abandon the semblance of sexiness and just haul up your belly. <laughs> and just plop it on his ass as you put that final four inches in. And I'm like, okay, welcome to my underwear first row. <laughs> and third row, thank you. And I start to push it in and I feel like suddenly, you know, I've got those moves like Jagger and by like Jagger, I mean, awkward because I'm like I'm trying to get a thrust because I'm like I've been fucked I know how to fuck Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. and like it pops out and I'm like oh no I've ruined the ass fucking <laughs> and I put it back in and I'm and I'm and I'm behind him and I'm trying to keep a hand on him and I'm checking in are you okay sir is this all right and I had that moment of conflict where part of me just wanted to like grab his hair and be like, yeah, fucking take it, bitch. <laughs> Which by any standard is probably slightly less submissive, right? <laughs> but I get it back in and I, and, and, and I feel him relaxing and he's making these lovely little sighing noises. And, and, and I feel him open up. And at that point, I think to myself, what more vital service could you provide than creating a safe space where someone can experience something that for them in the past had been a terrifying act that had become something that they had longed for for so many years, and then to create a space where he could open up and accept me and accept that ass-fucking, that pegging, 
as a moment where we were bonding and I had heard stories about how you could have an orgasm just from fucking someone. And I thought, well, maybe that's an exaggeration. <laughs> and I reached around and I, and I grabbed his dick and I could just barely make and I started playing with his cock and then he just made this amazingly transcendent, lovely sound and my whole body shrank into this tiny ball of yes. And I thought, okay, this is, this is, this is my service to him. And then he said, that is enough now. <laughs> and so I, I pulled out and took the condom off the <laughs> dildo and unwrapped the first glove onto the condom and unwrapped the second glove onto the condom and unwrapped all four gloves and the condom into a ball, into the plastic bag and tied it off. because I'm only slightly misophobic. <laughs> and I bought a warm towel and I wiped him down and I said, are you okay? And he said, oh darling, I could feel your love for me so much, thank you. And I said, you know, if this is what service is, I will gladly die with this collar on. I love you, sir. Thank you. Giving the love that 
That was You Owe Me Nothing in Return by Alanis Morissette. Thank you. If you're a body storytelling Patreon member, you are the reason we're here to celebrate at this week's live and in-person anniversary shows. Patreon is where our online community lives these days because there's less restriction on sex, kink, and gender conversations and way more true stories including yours, I hope. I'm about to announce body open mics on Patreon so you can listen and tell stories to other open-minded, accepting members of body. And since this is a private community, you don't have to worry about running into your boss or your mom inside. Just folks like me and you, and so many other people who crave a place for authentic self-expression through storytelling. Go to patreon.com slash body right now, become a member, and get ready to enjoy being part of body wherever you are. Thank you. And I'll see you inside. Well, that's all our time for this week. Before I go, can I ask you to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast? So many of you tell me that it's the thing that got you through this pandemic. And if you were to tell that on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts, others would know how important this podcast is. I will tell you the truth. 2021 was a horrible year. I got so depressed. I barely got on social media. And that affects your podcast if you don't talk about it. So if you would talk about it, you'd be doing me an enormous favor. And I want to thank the team that make this podcast possible. Thank you to Donald Mooney, David Grossoff, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Joe Moore, and podcast producer Roman Den Houdeker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delator. This has been episode 215 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thank you for listening. Big, big 
Thank you.